Have you ever made excuses for why you didn't do something? We've all had moments in life where we fell short somewhere or made excuses for how something happened. Sometimes those excuses are real and are part of a reality that we faced. And let's face it, sometimes these excuses are deflections of our responsibilities onto things outside of our control. Today, we are taking a deeper dive to understand the difference between excuses and realities we face and how to examine and understand those excuses to better overcome them. So the big question is this, how do veterinarians like you, who live demanding lives, who never seem to have enough time, able to achieve balance and take control of your finances with confidence? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. We are Florida Veterinary Advisors, and this is the Smarter Vet Podcast. Hey, Smarter Vets, this is Tom Seco and CJ Burnett. We're financial advisors that work with veterinarians, practice owners, and the veterinary community across the United States, owners of Florida Veterinary Advisors, and the hosts of this podcast, the Smarter Vet Financial Podcast. Our mission is to provide a different way of thinking, to make financial decisions easy so you can spend time doing other things. Make sure to check out all of our great resources available on our website, such as complimentary race financial CEs, assessments, videos, articles, you can find them all by visiting our website, flvetadvisors.com. And if you're finding this podcast to be helpful, make sure to rate and review us on Apple or Spotify. If not, give us a rating on the Smarter Vet Podcast Facebook page and follow us. You could even share this episode with someone too if you want. <laughs> Take it and just text it to them. We'd love for you to get the word out there. So let's talk about something today that we all kind of know. We don't want to admit but there are sometimes these stories that we tell ourselves about ourselves and about our situations that may not actually be true. They may be, they may feel right, but in actual reality, they're not. And oftentimes these stories are powerful because they stop us from having hope of any kind of change or they stop us from having excitement to explore on how to enhance a particular area of our life, right? So if we think back, in time, like I know Tom, you and I have heard so many things from so many people as far as like what holds them back from accomplishing XYZ, right? Like, and the thing to remember here is that what we're speaking about today can be applied to all areas of life, really all options of life that are presented to us. We have a decision sub subconsciously or, or consciously to either seek after them and make sure that they happen, make them a priority or not. First one that comes off the top of your head, Tom, which one would that, what do, what do most people say? You know what? I've been meaning to do that. I just haven't. Yeah. Va vacation is a huge thing as the first one that we hear all the time. Oh. Uh, vacation, vacation, vacation. That's a big one. I've been meaning to do vacation and there's always a reason for why it's not being done. We constantly keep seeing date nights with a spouse. The reason is this like we're Oh, a lot yeah. of going going on. We don't have a babysitter, this, that, and the other. I mean, I'm kind of guilty of that myself. I mean, I'll throw it out there. I'm calling it out right now on this podcast. I've heard you. Well, you know, it just, I haven't gotten around to it. I've just been so busy. Oh, using that four letter word. I again. know. Ugh. I know that that busy, busy word is, uh, I mean, especially that intentionality behind it is like, how intentional are you being with it? Or even getting your legal documents. Like, I can't tell you how many times we've talked with people and mm. this is a quick process it takes three years later. It's like, have you gotten your legal documents done yet? Uh, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get it done soon. <laughs> and and the like. So since Tom and I are readers, so we love to read. I, I I'm sure you've heard this, Tom. 
the the like whenever I'm talking about a book or books that I've read, I always hear this phrase it comes up all the time. I wish I had enough time to read. Yeah. As as if to imply, as if to imply that I have a tremendous amount of time that I don't know what to do with and I'm reading because I just I'm not as busy as they are. like it's it's kind of funny, right? It sounds weird to me. It's almost like I wish I had enough time to read and there are time periods when that may happen like in life. Like I I'll go I'll go 2 weeks without reading a book. That's for sure. Yeah. What something was interesting. I mean, just even a little tip on that end. I mean, I remember reading a a, a book, actually a book that gave me this tip, which is funny. Uh, it was basically saying like, how do you actually start reading and gain momentum? Read 10 pages a day. Find time to just read 10 pages. At least you got to start somewhere with some kind of a goal. But, you know, if it is something you want to do, you should do it. Going out with friends is another thing we constantly keep hearing. Like, I don't have time to go see people, time to do things, don't have the money. Uh, finding time for yourself or time for self-care. Ooh, this is a big one. I kept on making mm. excuses all the time of why Preach. I'm not working out or I'm not eating a certain way or I'm not like if I want to meditate or do things. Uh, it just really just making excuses is not a priority. Really, that's what I'm telling myself. I'll give you credit though. I mean, like you've been working out pretty consistent pretty recently. Mm -hmm. Like, and, and it's and it's showing. Like you, you look, you're, you're getting jacked, yeah. bro. Like you're looking- Well, thanks. Looking, you're looking pretty, pretty beefy there. Lastly, of course- we can't go without mentioning the one thing that we know that a lot of the times people mean to do, they want to get to, they just don't have like the time. Like there's all these realities and excuses that come up and that is financial planning. Like what like what stops people from doing like actually planning for their financial life? Because I I mean out of all the stresses in life this this is one that's up in that top five list, right? Like like this money problems cause so many issues. Well, let's jump into really the episode title of this episode is time, money, or need. Like, what's your excuse? No time is something that we're always throwing in there. And the, the four letter word that is you know didn't know was hurting you is episode sixty. It's on our, our podcast. If you haven't listened to it or if you want to re-listen to it again, busy is like enemy to like everything because I think people use that as a badge, almost like a proud badge to a certain degree of like I'm busy, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't do it. And we all often tell ourselves that we do not have enough time, which we all have the same amount of hours in a day, 168 hours in a week, actually. And what's so fascinating is how do some of these really active CEOs and professionals and how do they actually get all the things that they get done in a day? And, and think about it for an example here. You know, let's say you have a lawn that needs to be cut each week, but you try to save money and cut it yourself. But over time, this becomes daunting because other priorities, let's let's call it for what it is. It's not you don't have time. It's just other priorities are leaping in there. Maybe it's not as important anymore, but how do you get more time? Well, one of the things you can really do is you can buy others time, like experts that understand the ins and outs or people that do it for a living. And that that right there is one of the reasons why I haven't mowed my lawn in like over a year now, right? Because it just, at some point, you have to sit here and go, okay, the, this is a priority. If I'm not going to do it, then I need to figure out who can I get, right? It's not It's not how do I get this done, it's who can help me get this done. And it's And, and you're hitting it right on the head as far as being intentional. As far as being proactive, right? Planning ahead. And unfortunately, we have to like create time to plan ahead. Planning actually makes time itself. So it's not like you can just kind of put it on autopilot. Granted, I know that lawn services oftentimes will come come every so often. They'll make sure that your grass gets cut, right? right? You can almost automate that to a certain degree, but you had to take the time to actually hire them, 
And, and, and if they screw something up, then you got to take time to actually ask them to come back and fix it or whatever you the had, case may be. So like, if, if it's not a priority, it's not going to happen. You had something very on the head too here. I mean, it's planning ahead. It's a big part of it. Like, I think the biggest enemy to not having time is that like, if you try to fit things in along the way while you're doing stuff, I mean, I will struggle all the time. I think this is just something I've observed lately. People are like, well, I'll call you later. Let's connect later on a phone call. And I'm like, I'm literally got so much going on that it's like, I tried to connect with them. I tried to do something. It wasn't on my calendar. I didn't plan for it. <laughs> and then here it is a week later. And I'm like, oh, shoot, I was supposed to call that person. And that didn't happen. And I'm, I'm guilty of it. It happened. We're all human. I know this for sure. If I want cake, like I really want cake, like I just like it's 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 got to happen. I will find the time to get to the grocery store. And I, you're laughing at me. I can see you're laughing at me. I will find the time to get to the grocery store. And, and OK, for those of you listening uh, yes, you, like I, I, you can cake. buy birthday cake at, <laughs> at the grocery store. You can buy birthday cake at the grocery store. Like no one knows, no one checks like at the, at the register. So you can literally buy it. Like if I want birthday cake and it's not my birthday and I really want it, I will make it happen. I will find the time to go to the grocery store, buy that cake and I will find the time to eat it. Like if I really want it. Right. So the things that are important to us, we will make time for. Right. And and sometimes if if it's if the desire isn't there, that's really the problem, which which transfers us into the next big one. There's no need. I mean, I, we hear this so often is like I have no need for that. And what's crazy in my mind is that people we always talk to have some kind of a need. Sometimes you just what's the saying? You don't know what you don't know until, you know. So like sometimes you won't ever find out until you actually take that leap of faith and actually start exploring. And, you know, one of the things that we look at is sometimes the desire for doing something can be low. I mean, like think of it like working out, for instance, a lot of people, they start it like January with their new year's goals. <laughs> I see these memes and stuff on social media all the time. They're like the gym January 1st and everyone's like, boom, 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 boom. And then that desire starts weaning off. And by the time February, the gym as it goes down. <laughs> so like, what's your desire? Well, and like sometimes people don't know where to start. Like I know uh, going back to the gym scenario, even you, like you start with the desire of going to the gym, but then you go to the gym and you're like, now what? Like, do I just run on the treadmill? Like what? Like, it, like if you don't have a plan on what you're going to do at the gym, you just have a plan on going to the gym. Well, then you get to the gym and then it's like, well, now I don't know what to do, which then creates this element of like, it's going to reduce the desire. It's going to reduce the excitement because now you, we haven't, you haven't spent enough time to plan all the way through to plan to execution, right? We just got mm -hmm. there. Right. And 90%, don't get me wrong, 90% is showing up. It is. But that 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 10% is that 10% that that's left is is harder, is the hardest part of, of of actually getting something done. And so finances oftentimes were just never made a priority while growing up. Right. Let's like in history, like the history of 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 all of our things that we like we're told to eat healthy. Do we eat healthy? Probably not. We're told to go to the gym. Do we go to the gym? Probably not. We're told that our money is important, that that we need to make sure that we take care of our finances. And yet we do not. Mm -hmm. So oftentimes this idea of no need is really just a lack of desire, which stems from a number of things of not knowing where to start, not knowing exactly how to implement, not having a guide. Overwhelm is a big thing too, I would say from a no need, like information, overload. so much information. Yeah. It's easier for me to just ignore it and use that as a blanket statement as saying, I don't need something because it's like, I don't understand it. I don't want to approach it. I don't need it. Does it matter to me? Or maybe been doing something for so long, there's that perceived idea that everything is fine, everything is okay, and that there are no better solutions out there. And I will say from my perspective, I used to take that mindset when I used to go in a lot of things. 
And then I'd start having conversations and, you know, you got to take things like a grain of salt at the end of the day. You can't go to the next person and all of a sudden they're preaching and then you're like, okay, yeah, that sounds great. That sounds great. Let's do it. But you got to be open and be able to say, okay, yeah, maybe there are other things I could be doing better. I think a lot of the times people try to, like, they don't have enough income and it's hard to budget. But then when we talk to them, oftentimes, not all the time, but oftentimes they're, they're not budgeting and they're still okay. Like in other words, their lifestyle, pretty much every dollar of their income gets consumed by their lifestyle, right? They never have enough time. To, like the best budgeters are the people who actually have an income problem because if they screw up, they're going to go into credit card debt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The people that have enough income, there's less of this desire to budget. There's less of this need to budget because they can pretty much operate still paycheck for paycheck. Don't get me wrong, but they're never going in the hole great enough to where they're not able to get out of it, right? Because if, if that danger is there, then people do it out of necessity. And so those people who have enough income, right, but their lifestyle just, just eats up all their income. I think oftentimes they're, they're unaware that maybe it's not the income problem that they have, but it's more of like knowing how to manage that income. When did you last block out time to check the health of your finances? There's a saying, there are two great times to plant a tree, 40 years ago and today. Today is a great day to look at your finances and the first place you can start is by taking our personal financial assessment that walks through 10 key questions about your finances. You'll get a summary of your answers so you can start taking definitive action today. Take the assessment now by visiting the link in the show notes of this episode. All right. So the last one is no money. I don't have any money. I, why would I see a financial advisor or anyone that can help me with my finances when I don't have any money? Right. It's such a it's such a backwards thought process that I think a lot of people have adapted over time because, you know, think of it like if the whole mentality is I have to have money to work with a financial advisor, but then like the whole goal of a financial advisor is supposed to help you be able to get money. So it's kind of like a is a conflicting thought process. So like the question is like, how do I get money to talk with a financial advisor at the end of the day? So like, you know, is that really a crutch that you're using yourself? And the way we see it is not having money. People say, I don't have any money, but like the real root of financial success is not having the money. It's having the income mm-hmm. to be able to earn the money, to be able to save the money, to keep the money, to then have it to work for you as opposed to you always working for your money. So not having money is different than not having income. And we find most people don't have any money because they aren't sure how to manage their income. Budgets haven't worked. Expenses are hard to plan for. Let's be honest. You're not going to be able to predict the future. Like no matter which, no matter how many budgets you put together, or what kind of projections you do with your finances, you're not going to be able to plan for the unplanned. There's a particular amount of margin that we have to build into a budget or some, some sort of spending plan. But there is a general unawareness of our own habits and behaviors, not just the ones that we have now, but also the ones that need to replace the habits and behaviors that we have now. To make the ones that we have now, those habits and behaviors that we brought to, to this day and we've had to this day, how do we put that in the past? And, and, and instead of just, just placing them on a shelf and saying, okay, that's the past, I'm not going to do those things, we have to replace them with other habits and behaviors, the ones that the people who are actually successful financially, right? what are their habits? What do they do with their money? How can I, how can I become a world-class saver? Because focusing on the problem of expenses, right? Always, oh, expenses, expenses, expenses. Sometimes that's actually holding you back and we need to focus more on the solution, mm-hmm. which is more of the habits and the behaviors that we need to have with how we manage our income and stop, stop thinking that our expenses need to come down and our income needs to go up. Maybe, maybe just because some people are in that situation where that is true, 
but just maybe you're in a position where it really is, it's more in your control than you ever thought possible. Another thing when we look at when it comes to no money, is it, are, are you a person that can identify with this or are there others in your life that you're living paycheck to paycheck and sometimes you believe that it's more of an income problem, like I'm not making enough money, but or is it more of more of a money management problem? So when we talk about budgeting, we like I like the term spending plan because I think budgets just sound very restrictive. But I mean, if you're if money comes in and comes out, goes out and it burns a hole in your pocket, maybe you should go with the mentality of a budget. If you want to see the spending plan, you know, go to our YouTube. You can learn more about the concept behind it. But the fascinating thing about this is that the perception of an income problem sometimes is like when you look at the numbers of what people actually make. So like in 2022, the top 10% of income earners make over $200,000 per household. So think about it. If you're married to another veterinarian or if you have someone in your, like in your house, you're in the top 10% if you're making over $200,000. But yet many of them will feel like they're living paycheck to paycheck. Like, why is that? That could be one of the things that leads you to understand or find out that maybe the lifestyle that you have is the hurdle to being able to save money. Right, not a bad thing. Right, just being aware of it is good. Health issues sometimes there's chronic health issues that could also be a hurdle to why you're not really able to save money. And there are going to be seasons that you're not going to be able to put money aside. There are seasons that you're going to have whether it be issues with the kids. Like, I mean, I've got a friend of mine who's got seven kids. Like, I mean, I'm sure it's incredibly difficult <laughs> to figure out how to save money when you've got that many kids. Right, that many mouths. He's got to a feed, he's right? got a basketball team with two subs right there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, once you have, I think it's like seven. Like once you get to, I think five kids, like pretty much you can't buy any normal car anymore. You you know you have to buy like a van, <laughs> a bus. <laughs> if you're in the top ten percent of income earners, right, and you can't find ten percent of your income to save. This will have effects on your life down the road that will be irreversible, right? And so I don't, I don't want to be doomsday and you know, kind of make you feel bad, but like, hey, like, I hope this episode to a certain degree can make you go and examine exactly what you're doing because maybe what you think, the story that you're telling yourself in your head of the things that are holding you back may not actually be holding you back. In fact, you may actually have a whole lot more ability to change the trajectory of your financial life than you believe. What excuse are you telling yourself? Is it no time? Is it no need? Is it no money? I mean, this is a great time to stop the episode, start thinking about that. If you find this show to be great, you're like, wow, this has been very insightful. Take this episode and just share it with one of your friends, text it to them, send it in an email, just share the love with them. If you have a couple others, make sure to send it to them. We'd love to even get your feedback. Provide us a, a drop through our website, even on our Facebook page, uh, just to let us know what, what you think. Are we on the right page when it comes to what we're talking about? This is CJ Burnett. And I'm Tom Seco. Wishing you a lifetime of financial success. Don't forget to visit our website and sign up for our newsletter. By subscribing, you'll be the first to know about upcoming race-approved CE webinars, podcast releases, short presentations, and articles that we publish. Make sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on LinkedIn, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.
CJ Burnett and Tom Seco are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC, and financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, New York, New York. CJ Burnett's and Tom Seco's California licenses are 0K79676 and 0K80141, respectively. Security products and advisory services are offered through Park Avenue Securities, LLC, a registered broker-dealer, investment advisor, member of FINRA and the SIPC, and a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Florida Veneer Advisors is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. This podcast is for information purpose only. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities, Guardian, or Florida Veterinary Advisors, and opinions stated are their own. This material is intended for general use. By providing the content, Park Avenue Securities LLC and your financial representative are not undertaking to provide investment advice or make a recommendation for a specific individual or situation or to otherwise act in a fiduciary capacity. All investments contain risk and may lose value. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. The individuals associated with Florida Veterinary Advisors do not maintain specialized licenses or qualifications for the financial services provided to veterinary professionals. Florida Veterinary Advisors is not registered in any state or with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission as a registered investment advisor. Mission number 2023-150319 expires February of 2025.